Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and happy Monday morning. It is the last day of September. It is the 30th of the month. Tomorrow we start brand new, another October in our lives, and I wanted to end this month by really talking about victimhood. When in the show, you know, I have to write up a description and fill in all this stuff so that the show can air the next day or however they work it out. So I did it, and in it, they want like a two- or three-word description of this show. So I put victimhood, schmictimhood. Like, I think we're getting to the point where we can hear ourselves. And if we can't, there's other things going on. But victimhood is becoming more and more transparent. It is our ego's way of taking no accountability for our role in our own lives. It just is amazing because when you meet someone or when we used to meet somebody who was a perpetual victim, they were a victim because of a million things. If you tried to say, oh, but that could not have been that bad or or like that, they will keep convincing you how it could be that bad. And if you're done with one story or you've taken care of one story, they will immediately have one right behind it and then one behind that and then one behind that. And as you get to know them, you start to realize that that's that's all they've got is how the world, family, school, work, friends, anyone who's ever run across this person is subject to being somebody who has victimized them in one way or another. That mentality is exhausting. They keep thinking over and over and over again. They add details to the story. They assume things and use them as fact against the victimizer, whoever that happens to be. And the reason I wanted to bring this up, I wanted to finish off the month with it, really, is that they are masters. Masters of ignoring their lives, robbing the time they have here by not acknowledging that they're part of the living pool. Because they're just avoiding life head on. They deflect, they distract. Anything that will interfere with the story that they have built to live on will be fought fearlessly. Because that's where they don't have fear, is when they need to fight and protect 
their victimhood. So I thought, there's got to be a way out of that. There has got to be, hopefully, a way to give someone who lives in that state of mind their lives back. And then you find out they kind of don't want their lives, which is why they've taken on this whole persona. But how can the old ways become new habits? And of course, it's self-accounting. And for most of us, we may have felt a victim of this or that in life and probably we were wronged in a situation or two. And we acknowledge that, you know what, that wasn't okay. That should not have happened to me. But in the rest of life, we don't use that same template to squeeze every situation into it. You just kind of go on. And and so I get the whole victimhood. I know how it works. There was a time I, I felt like a victim of my parents because I wasn't allowed to do anything. It didn't mean I didn't love them. It didn't mean I didn't care about them. It didn't mean they were bad people. I didn't have to demonize them. I really couldn't do what I wanted to do. And it was because I was too young and they weren't going to let me for religious reasons, for reasons of fear, of us getting hurt, whatever it was. But I really would like have these talks with God going, God, how could someone take my rights away from me? Who has the right to take your rights away from you? And in my community, because we were a small Muslim community in Chicago at the time, being radical was getting a job and going to college in some cases to some families. But then once I left, And once I did those things and riled everybody up for whatever reasons they had to be riled up, I didn't feel like their victim anymore. I felt like a victor, the other side of victim. So we're either victim, victor. And I felt victorious. And I was like, wow, glad that's behind. The very reason why, when I started doing one-on-one, that I actually wanted to stop doing them was because of the perpetual victim, victimization of yourself. You are really your own victim. Because I'm a pretty straight shooter. And I would tell people, if you don't want the truth, don't come to me. Because I have no way of not telling you once I figure everything out. And I never had people so angry, so in my face. I mean, man, the fighter came out when I actually would figure out what was going on. And I was shocked beyond words 
to realize that sometimes some of us don't want the answer because that blows our cover. Because once we have an answer, we have to solve our problem. And the whole point of victimhood is to not solve our problem. It's to not face what's in front of us. It's to not look at problems as challenges. And it always scratched the back of my mind as to how how to reach that brain. Because I, I do know what it feels like. I'm not a person who lives in that cover story, I'm going to call it. But it really is hard. Those people are exhausted, they're tired. If they're done telling you about all the people that have wronged them, now with all the physical ailments they have, oh my, I can't walk, my leg shakes, I can't do this, I can't exercise my back, I can't, I can't eat that, and I can't, and it's just, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, to the point to where you're just exhausted hearing it. And I say, is it a choice? Can they help it? Because it would break my heart to hear all of that. And yet it would need a one-on-one intervention all day long. But how do you help a person who says they want help? but really doesn't because they need to run away from who they are so much that they've created this victimhood to live under. And then you will find that it's hard for people to be around them for too long because it brings them down. It's like everything's a perpetual finger pointing, potential finger pointing. And people just need to live their lives. And to have somebody who needs to point at them and blame them, that's a choice on our part to accept or not accept as well. But victimhood is real. And it's it's not a great place to land, but somehow a victim got there. And a lot of times it's when they initially, initially in the very beginning to begin taking on this path, did not feel understood by the people that they were closest to as a child. And they found that if they got sick or something, in quotes, bad happened, that they got the attention that they needed. 
that they wanted, that they craved. And when that brought them attention, like anybody else, that was their way of getting love. But the way they got there was through injuries and pain and suffering. So they became great injured people. But I realized that it wasn't that hard to help someone with that mentality if you can talk to them like that. And if there was even one shred of hope in their minds to not feel the burdens of being a victim, because I think of it as an ailment, as a disorder, because it robs you of your life. I was able to get through. But it took me a long time to identify people who were doing that to themselves. Victims don't affect anyone but themselves. That's why they were the hardest people to bridge their souls back to them. Because they put their soul on a shelf to take on what everybody has done wrong to them. And that is their story, their life story. So when I asked Christ this morning, what's up with this whole victim thing? And he said, it's the total lack of awareness of the reality of others because there is a lack of awareness of the self. And that's why people tend to have to distance themselves from a complete, because there's different, different levels of being a victim, but I'm talking the extreme because by the time they get to be my age, they've got it down and they've got it down really well. They are, they're full on victims. Like it's hard to, to roll back that clock. The poor me thing is alive and well. But we are starting to see it. And when I work with a child who starts talking about what everybody's doing to them, my first question to them is, well, what are you doing back? What from that do you accept? Because that way I can see if they're taking it in and starting to build those building blocks of creating that building model. It made me realize why Christ said, start from the beginning. Start with the young. Because our future is built on the young people who, as we get older, are going to be 
the ones kind of running the show in a different way, the foundational show. We will have already been through all of that. So I am working with a lot of young right now, asking a lot of questions. And the biggest victimhood minds I have found are some kids who actually missed their childhood. Not missed it, wished for it again, but missed their childhood because of the old paradigms and still existing till this day in some places about their parents and how nobody's home to raise them. Or their parents divorced and it was a fight till the end, and the kids got sacrificed. And that victimhood is the stem behind a lot of the crazy things that end up making the news. I will show them. I will get my share of the attention I deserve. I'm not nobody sitting in a room by myself all the time. They had a lot of time to think about getting people back, taking down happy people, hurting others because they are hurt. And a lot of times they know they're not going to come out alive but that will exasperate the victimhood that they feel. So I really thought about, and this is not leaving me, and I hope before I leave this earth I get to do this. I want so badly, if our school system still exists the way it does today, to have classes, awareness, about this particular mentality because this mentality is the very mentality when taken to the extreme that is creating the underlining counterproductive current in every town in our country. Victimhood is more dangerous than any other element we have. And it gives us, in the weirdest way, permission in our minds when we have it to say, I deserve to hurt people. They deserve to be hurt. That is the extreme of it. But that lack of awareness of the reality of others is because we did not have that tool to be aware of ourselves. People might have fought over us, our parents, but they don't realize what they've done to us. Some kids make it out okay. But what starts in our home the bullying that goes on in our schools, all of that 
victims are rewarded or they are shunned. And that makes a difference in what the outcome is. I wish there was like, you know how you have sirens going on in a hospital when they say code blue, code blue. I wish we had a code victim. We can talk to kids that if somebody does something that isn't okay, acknowledge that it isn't okay. Talk to somebody about it. Let them work with you so that somebody who knows what's going on cannot put them on the shelf as a victim. But it's, okay, things can be worked out. This is what we will do. And you will no longer have to feel left out or isolated. Because when we are really good victims, we isolate ourselves. Adults I have met who view themselves as the victim of every relationship they've ever had. And I, you know, heard these things. And they would literally tell me, point blank. God, I always thought it was everyone else, but it must be me because it's happening to me with a bunch of different people. Well, that's the lack of awareness of self. They buried themselves so deep inside. And sometimes they look really sure on the outside. But because they don't know who they are, They follow a very strict template, a small, narrow road of where they live to prove their point. A lot of times, victims will tell you, I don't like people. They will talk to anybody about their life story. They will, if they're at a bus stop, they'll tell everybody how they were molested, how somebody wronged them, how somebody did this, and you think, how could anyone do all of that to one person in their lifetime? Wow! And victims, I used to walk right into their traps because I'm a fixer. I want to help. And I'd realize that I just walked into a web. And instead of running out the other side, I would stay and not believe that they really didn't want to be seen. And that's what would break my heart, that their pain was so deep that they wanted to live this life under a different persona, one of hurt and pain, and that's what, that's what happened. So I stopped saying things like, You made a choice to be a victim. It was really a reward and punishment system that got them there. And the older someone is, the harder it is to break that veil. Sometimes somebody with that mentality, when they go to therapy, can be gently taken out of that mindset. But for the most part, we need to start with the young. If you feel in your life 
that there's a situation or two where you feel the victim of somebody else's actions, usually an ex or an employer. Ask yourself why you are there. Ask yourself why you didn't make a move out of the situation that makes you feel like you're going and getting beat up day after day, which I hear from people. It's like getting beat up every day. I'm like, wow, what, how do you go to bed at night knowing you're going there if it's that bad? And how, you know, and then when I meet the people that they're talking about and I see them interact with them, I'm puzzled. So then I go back and I say, hey, wait a minute. You were talking bad about all of these people. And now you're coming to them because they're nothing wrong. really going on that question brought out anger because their way of controlling things was showing those people how good they really are and then waiting for them to say something not do something but over the years it becomes they've done these things that they can use to feed their victimhood Because they can't see the reality of others. People are just people there to feed that mentality. So when you meet someone who's in that mindset to that level, just know that this is their way of avoiding life. And you don't need to call them out. Just don't say anything to them that you don't want to get dragged into unless you're okay with getting dragged into the drama. Sometimes we will meet people who have the narcissistic personality disorder and they are victims. I don't care if they're a surgeon of a hospital. They are the victim of their parents, They are the victim of their relationship. And you look at them and you go, how could you be the victim? You're so strong. You're a doctor or you're a judge or you're a lawyer and you're in the courtroom and you're trying cases and really good at their jobs and and successful. But yet when you talk to them, they have this security that looks like security, but underneath it, Everything is based on the insecurity of not being enough. And people who are associated with them, married to them, children of them, and they have a a huge public persona that doesn't portray a victim, that's where it gets tricky. Because you know the truth, but if you were to say the truth, people would be like, oh, we love your dad. We love your mom. They're so great. You have no room to speak, so you internalize all that. And a lot of times, kids of those people don't want to see their parents 
ever again once they leave. When they don't want to be a victim. Other times they just keep going back for more and for more and for more. And then they stay the victim. It depends on how old the child is once they started getting attention for certain things and not for other things and started creating a a set of behaviors that fed their way of getting love. But it all keeps going back to love. Their way of getting love, they may have outgrown as they get older, but they don't know any other way anymore. My biggest tool now, when I, when I run into someone older like that, is I, I feel like my heart is skipping a beat, like I'm almost getting anxious just because I know I'm going to get dragged in for hours if I let it happen. But the bottom line is, is that when we do run into that, Say a prayer for them. It sounds like the silliest thing to say. It sounds like not a concrete option, but it is the best option. I just ask God to give them a light, something that feels like if they'll miss it, if they don't catch it enough to pull them out, at least in one situation, and being able to feel because they, are, they, they have no concept of feeling for themselves. It's a big topic. I love you guys. Time is already up. I can't believe it. I will see you tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.